Lakeview Cam presents a look at the two-hour season finale showdown of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Head rush. This is uh, incredible. No mortal person has ever had this much power. Hell have no fury like a Wiccan scorned. Now I get to be the Slayer. It's good versus evil, winner take all. Show me what you got, and I'll show you what a Slayer really is. Welcome to Less Confusing Waffles, also known as If the Apocalypse Comes Beat Me. This is a weekly podcast about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. We take a look at each episode according to its original air date 20 years ago. And this week's episode is Season 6, Episode 21, 2 to Go. 2 to Go. We'll be talking about the plot, we'll be talking about the characters, and we will also be talking about Buffy's moving target mission statement, or morality, and how a line is a line until it's not a line anymore. So spoilers abound for this episode, every episode before it, after the comics, and probably other shows and movies. Something's coming. Something bad. You have to let us podcast, or I guarantee you there will be hell to pay. I think I delivered that with more emotion than Ani did. Hello. Hello. Welcome back. Hello. My name is Kelly, and I'm here to talk about Buffy the Vampire Slayer with my wonderful co-host, Stacia. Say hello. Hello. And my other co-host, Daniel. Say hello. Podcasting with people changes you. Trust me. I know. (laughs) Uh, We are here to talk about Two to Go, which originally aired on May 21st of the year 2002, written by Doug Petrie. 13 of 17 for him. Last was As You Were, the Riley one. And the next one will be Beneath You, Season 7, Episode 2. Directed by first and only timer, Bill L. Norton. Who's this rando? Uh, he does direct five episodes of Angel, but uh, he seems to have retired from like the film industry because his last credit was from 2009. Uh, of his 53 directing credits on IMDb, this one episode of Buffy features on his known for block. So, you know, uh, nearly everything he directed was made f- uh, made for TV movie. Uh, or episodes of an established TV series. However, he does have four feature films Whoa. on his resume. Uh, 1971, Cisco Pike, which he also wrote starring Gene Hackman, oh. Chris Christopherson, and Karen Black. You know, Karen Black. Yeah. Uh, the tagline is, a down-on-his-luck former drug dealer is forced by a corrupt LAPD policeman to sell 100 kilos of confiscated marijuana in one weekend. You know, oh, classic that's awesome. story. That's, that was this episode of TV, right? <laughs> yeah, that it was. That's that the was Willow Terra story. Of two to go. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> That's the eventual dark ending for, yes. for Tara if she sticks around. Yep. Uh, the second film, More American Graffiti mm. from 1979, mm, which he also wrote. Yeah, starring Candy Clark, Bo Hopkins from The Wild Bunch, which is a Bob Dylan thing, right? Does that have anything to do with. No? Did I make that up? I made that up. Ron Howard and Paul Lamatt. This is a sequel to 1973's American Graffiti, a.k.a. George Lucas's first successful feature film that he wrote and directed. Uh, and it looks like almost all of the main cast returned for Bill Norton's sequel. The, uh, the tagline? Told in four different New Year's Eves in the mid-1960s, John Terry, Debbie Steve, and Laurie deal with adulthood, the Vietnam War, the Vietnam War, Vietnam War, peace rallies, and relationships. We're going to do all four of them, don't you forget. Next one, 1985's Baby, colon, Secret of the Lost Legend, starring literally no one I've ever heard of. Quote, and by quote I mean tagline for the movie, a paleontologist and her husband discover a mother and baby brontosaurus in Africa and try to protect them from a group of hunters intent on capturing the dinosaurs. Shockingly similar 
to Jurassic Park. But before. You should see the screenshot for this thing. But way before. Yeah. The font for the poster, it's Jurassic Park yeah, font. Just, it's just like straight oh, up. Oh, yeah. It is Jurassic they Park. So it. they've got some explaining to do. I mean, when did the book come uh, out? But I've never heard of it. Oh, that's a good question. Because it's the... Um, right, the guy that did uh, Westworld, right? He also wrote that? Did I make that he, up? Yeah, he, he wrote that too. Oh, I don't know why I looked at the movie. The movie was 93. I already knew that. Yeah. Jurassic Park book. Well, I mean, it's going to be hard to find the font covers for that. I mean, I'm sure they've changed it now to the movie font. 19, 1990. 1990. So 90, wow. it sounds like Jurassic Park has some explaining That's to do. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Where do you think Crichton got the idea? Boom. Baby. Colon. Baby. Secret of the Lost Legend. Or, yeah. I kind of want to watch it. I do, too. It's probably good. Like, all the re- all the reviews were like, everybody shitting on this should shut up. This is a movie for children. Oh, okay. Well. It's a movie for children. <laughs> so you know it's going to be good. Uh, last but not least, maybe I don't fucking know. Three for the Road from 1987, starring Charlie Sheen, Carrie Green of the Goonies, not of the Goonies, from the Goonies, you know, and Alan Ruck, who you'll recognize from Ferris Bueller, uh, Spin City, but most importantly to you, Stacia, the movie Twister. Mm. Indeed. Tagline for this one, a crafty political aide and his soft-spoken pal are assigned the job of delivering a senator's out-of-control teenage daughter to an institution. Whoa. Buffy much? Uh, yeah. Anyway, Bizarre. thanks, Bill L. Norton. We hardly knew you, mm-hmm. but now we I know, know so you much. Know a lot more. We know so much now. Well, I mean, we're never gonna see him again, so you gotta. Why not? Right? If I directed four movies and wrote four movies, I'd be like, "Fucking put respect on my name." <laughs> <laughs> you list all my four movies. I walk into a room. You better start listing credits. God damn it. <laughs> Baby colon Secret of the Lost Legend. <laughs> That's the first one I want out of your mouth for sure. <laughs> Uh, Nobody puts baby coal in Secret of the Lost Legend in the corner. <laughs> it would be hard. They're so big. Okay, Stacia, tell me what happened in this episode, please. I would love to. Thank you. Uh, Buffy, Xander, and Anya walk through woods while helpfully filling the audience in on the situation. Willow killed, War- Willow killed Warren and is heading for Andrew and Jonathan. Anya teleports to the Sunnydale County Jail, attempting to get there before Willow does, which Anya claims is likely because Willow, quote, has to fly for reasons and everyone knows that flying takes longer than teleporting Duh. obviously uh buffy and xander had planned to drive to the jail like normie losers but willow apparently busted up xander's car real good before continuing her murder spree is it a murder spree she hasn't murdered anyone else well it's not a spree yet i guess murder spree in progress right an attempted a murder attempted spree allegedly as well. We should throw that out there. Mm. What do you mean, allegedly? We killed. Well, she hasn't been convicted. <laughs> yeah, where's the court of law? Innocent until proven guilty. No friend. justice. No peace. No racist. Police. <laughs> no police at all in this episode. Anyways, continue. <laughs> Lie. Uh, Buffy remembers she has super speed, or at least uh, she's a little faster than humans. Or at least a little faster than human speed, and books it out of the woods. Xander punches his car in frustration because he has no superpowers, but takes his opportunity to foreshadow that the power of friendship might just be the strongest of all. <laughs> I wonder if that's going to come up. <laughs> hey guys, did you know that friendship is magic? Just <laughs> <laughs> uh, the more you know, I don't know why I did that because I don't know anything about uh, My Little Pony. What's the My Little Pony song? Our friendship's magic, and it's growing all the time. So please stop looking at me like it's your first trip to the circus and do your job. Each day is yours. Don't move. We'll You'll be make safe it here. Every time. We'll make it special every time. 
why don't we just load her up like one of those little horses? Back at the Sunnydale County Jail slash police station, Andrew is still in denial about his boyfriend brutally ghosting him, and so he checks all the holes in his body for transmitters that Warren might be using to communicate with him, annoying the shit out of Jonathan in the process. Unfortunately, we don't get to see Andrew make good on his threat to check all the holes in Jonathan's body's in Jonathan's body for transmitters because Anya shows up to break them out. She bluntly tells the boys the facts of the last few hours and says they gotta get the hell out of the cell. The the least watched pay-per-view of all time. Hell out of the cell. Of the cell. <laughs> See what I did there? See what I did? I, I do. <laughs> Thanks. Well done. Um, Willow appears outside the jail slash police station. I don't want to say she teleported there because we know she had to quote go airborne but she does show up suddenly as if no as if from nowhere in a blaze of stormy clouds. You know, just like a bird would. <laughs> she stands in the street. <laughs> she had to fly. <laughs> Supposedly. But I don't wouldn't call showing up in a magic thunderstorm flying. Anyway, yes, please continue. Good lord. She stands in the street and begins magically ta- tearing apart the outer wall of the Dio's second story cell, brick by brick. The entire Sunnydale police force runs outside and exercises way more restraint than some other police departments in this country by not immediately shooting Willow. I think they were trying. Were they? I don't think they all were holding guns. That is but for sure. But she I don't was think holding one was... them back like magically. Oh, okay. So you and, think she was keeping them from yeah. firing? That was not explicit. If that's what was going on. No, it definitely yeah. was not. Because they keep running back and forth, and then later there's like a bizarre dance. It's like they're just like tripping, and yeah, it was. Well, yeah, they're tripping because she's like. Magic I, I guess. I guess. If they were Anyways. acting, if that's what they were supposed to showing, they did a fucking terrible job. They're of course they terrible. did. <laughs> oh my god. Hey, Buffy made it. Damn, she is fast. She kicks in the back door to the police station and races up the stairs. Willow's wall hole is now big enough for her to get through, so she flies up and into it, only to find the cell empty and the bars bent. Looks like Buffy saved the remaining dorks and took off, but Anya stayed behind for reasons. Willow magic knocks out Anya, then turns to the camera to do a legit creepy bat scream that seems to cause pain to anyone in earshot. Well, at least to Andrew and Jonathan. Hey, Xander made it and stole a cop car. Buffy shoves Andrew and Jonathan into the back seat and Xander peels out, forcing Buffy to run alongside the car for a beat before jumping in because that was faster than waiting one second for her to get in the car like a normal person. (laughs) 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 While they speed down the highway, fleeing from Willow, they reminisce about her, quote, softer side of Sierra's days and ask the question, why isn't she here right now? Why isn't she right here, right now, trying to kill us? Cut to Willow on a roof of a fucking semi-truck. Truck, Fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> truck, yeah. <sighs> Magic driving it straight into the back of the getaway cop car. We do some fun bumper tag for a while until Willow's par- powers start to fade. That not Willow's semi-driver, who is still in the cab of the truck, regains control of the wheel and slams on the brakes. In a spikeless crypt, Clem is working on some snack food reviews for his YouTube channel. Don is not appreciating the art of content creation. Asks Clem to help her with something. When he pushes back, she throws out a Clem convincing spike would have helped. <laughs> That's exactly how Trachtenberg says it. Spike would have <laughs> Speaking of Mr. Attempted Rape, he's still in Africa in that cave with the glowy-eyed demon. But now he's shirtless. Because reasons. <laughs> <laughs> yep. He references a Nirvana song before gauging in some violent foreplay. I mean, fight to the death with a random shirtless man. The something Don wanted Clem's help with was apparently tracking down Rack. Clem tells Don that Rack is a specious pedophile, but Don is undeterred. She's convinced Rack will help her find Willow. 
Xander, Buffy, Jonathan, Andrew, and hey, Anya! Guess guess she's fine now. Show up to the magic box. Anya pulls out a sneaky book of protection spells from behind the counter, but says she doesn't know how to read the cuneiform language it's written in. Jonathan says he might know how to read it, but Buffy is too upset. Angry? Afraid? To let him help. Despite Buffy's protest, Jonathan does help by letting the gang know how magic works. Willow is going to have to take a long rest or spend some sorcerer points to get her spell slots back. <laughs> I can't help myself. You really can't. I limited it to one. Well, one and a half. Continue. <laughs> uh-huh. But why spend your own sorcerer points when you can take someone else's? Am I right? Willow knows what's up. She goes back to Rax and drains him like a Capri Sun. <laughs> <laughs> Don and Clum finally make it into Rack's International Trap House of Magic, where Don finds her second dead body in 12 hours. <laughs> Series wrap on Jeff Cober, probably. I mean, he played another character before. Maybe he'll show up in season seven as someone new. Spoiler, he doesn't. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's true. <laughs> oh my god, this plot is so long. They're all long! <laughs> They're getting longer. <laughs> She just scrolled to another full page, oh single space. Oh, my God. Kelly, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Willow is still in the room, too, but now she has extra scary black veins on her face, and her eyes are perma-black. She says some messed up shit to Dawn before threatening to turn her back into a little ball of energy. Luckily, Buffy shows up before Willow can regress Dawn into her key form. We pause our pre-Willow slash Buffy showdown to go to the magic box where the couples are fighting. Jonathan bickers with Andrew, who uses a long-winded Star Wars analogy to tell the group, Willow's probably going to sc- kill the Scoobies, too. Xander and Anya fight about which side Anya is on and about their unromance, during which Xander gets another shot at foreshadowing. You think I'm the hero of this piece? <laughs> Back at Rax. Is it still Rax if he's dead? Back at the junkie shack. Willow and Buffy verbally spar in what is a pretty excellent scene, complete with a nice, heartbreaking terror mention. While Willow delivers her villain monologue, she non-consensually teleports everyone to the magic box. Now that the gang is all here, Willow gets her chance to throw some lightning at Andrew and Jonathan, but for some reason, it has no effect. Looks like Anya figured out how to read Babylonian and got the protection spell working on the duo just in time. Willow doesn't give up, though. She makes a quip about how all this violence is giving her an erection, then tries to send more magic pain at the geeks. What? What what? You made me say the word erection. I did. It's her fault. She's the one who made the joke. I just noted I just noted it. I'm just dealing with facts here. Okay. <laughs> in the African cave that's located in California, <laughs> Spike's grinder hookup takes a dark turn when Spike snaps the dude's neck. Test passed, apparently. But unlucky for Chip Boy, it's only the first of many, or at least the first of a few. <laughs> Willow finally gives up her lightning attack on Andrew and Jonathan, praising their counterspell's effectiveness, and then remembers it's totally valid to cast a spell on yourself. She decides to make herself super strong so that she can fight Buffy. I mean, so that she can, quote, beat Andrew and Jonathan to death. Buffy, feeling insecure because super strength is kind of her thing, starts to brawl with Willow. While Willow is distracted both doling out and receiving an ass-kicking, Xander, Andrew, Jonathan, and Dawn flee the magic box. Anya stays behind to keep the spell going on Willow, even though I'm pretty sure it was a protection spell on Andrew and Jonathan, not anything to do with Willow, but let's not dwell on that. The flea group stops for a minute to discuss what the actual plan is. Andrew wants to go to Mexico, and Xander says that they just need to keep running until they get a signal from Buffy. We have a completely underwhelming sword standoff, though Xander does call Andrew Andy, and that's fun. That ends with Jonathan saying, Xander's right, we'll hide until Willow is unmurdery, then we'll take ourselves back to jail. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> okay. Uh, during the course of her Buffy fight, Willow notices that Anya is still in the magic box and decides to stop her from chanting because it doesn't make for great battle music. Buffy picks up this moment to picks this moment to take a nap, leaving Anya unprotected. Willow goes for a throat grab and throws her favorite vengeance demon into a bookshelf, incapacitating her. Buffy wakes up from her nap, but Willow's got her lightning back and flings some at Buffy. It stops Buffy long enough for Willow to get in her bad guy line. There's no one in the world who has the power to stop me now. Is that what she sounds like? Mm-hmm. Accurate. Yep. Things don't look too good for our hero, but the tension lasts only a moment before an explosion of green energy hits Willow. Rupert, Ben murdering family, abandoning magic wielding Ripper, badass Giles is back, baby! Let's go! <laughs> Fuck yeah. That's the energy. That's the energy I'm looking for right there. Thank you. Thank you. Wonderful. I'm sorry they're so long, but I'm not going to stop doing it. I know that. you're not. So It's like two full pages, That's single space, <laughs> I think 11 point font. <laughs> I you mean, could definitely. Beef up that font. Make it easier for her eyes, Kelly. Come on. 11 oh, point. Sorry. Jesus Christ. You seem to have no problem reading it. Right? I can make it bigger. I'll make it bigger. I do okay, considering. Thank you for that. I have some facts to tell you. Are you ready? Oh, I am. Please. Okay, great. In the comic book issue, Willow Wonderland Part 4, which takes part takes place during Season 9, we find out that Rack actually survived his magic battery being drained, but no longer has any powers. That makes two men in as many episodes that have died, but didn't actually, while Tara stays stone cold. Just saying. Fact the second. Because <laughs> there's only two. Thankfully, Anthony Stewart Head is not credited as a guest star after the, yeah. after the opening sequence, so people were surprised when he showed up at the end of the episode for once. We finally got it right, guys. I'm proud yeah, of us. It's a relief. That's it. There's nothing else fun about this episode. Not a single goddamn thing. No more facts to tell you. Let's mm-hmm. go ahead and move on to the next part where I ask you, hey, Stacia, what did you think about this episode? It's fine. <laughs> it got so intense. Choked up on the mic. It's fine. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't, I don't have, I don't, uh, do I have any good thoughts to talk about? No, I don't. Um, I think that the quips, the quips were fun. We're finally back to the quips. I like that. Um, Willow, you know, she's not as scary as I want her to be. And she's also not as like compelling as I want her to be. Uh, it was really fun to see Buffy beat Willow up though. I was really rooting for Buffy. Yeah. You like that? I did like that. Yeah. Uh, and although I know Kelly hates it, I love seeing Willow drive a semi truck. <laughs> wow! She driving. should get her CDL and make it a full time situation. W- would you call that driving? I would almost call that piloting. It's the future of driving. Kelly. I would you don't it be understand. piloting. <laughs> I guess because she's not. There's not like a wheel. She's like flying it. Well, I think I she's using the wheel. She's just on top uh, of the truck. Yeah, I guess that's why the guy is like freaking out with the wheel. Okay, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, Daniel, what did you think about this episode? Uh, at first, I was I was like, how low can this episode go? This is one of the worst <laughs> intros, one of the worst beginnings I've seen in a long time. Mm, and, uh, nice. you know, Buffy's apt to do that, so I wasn't mad about it. Truck, yeah, was amazing. Holy shit, I was not expecting <laughs> that. The prison scene is one of, if not the funniest scene I've seen in a long time. The cops... I, I have a whole rant. I'm going to go on it. Not a good rant because I'm not, Buffy was never seen, so I can't go into a cop mode. But, um, yeah, I know. 
But I just, I have so much to say about that scene. It was one of the worst things that's ever happened on TV. Um, I would say that the only like saving grace here, two, twofold. One, I didn't care so much about the fight, but I really loved um, them in Rack spot, you know, having their mm-hmm. conversation and then twisting it into the magic box. I thought that was really effective. I think that Willow just being a fucking asshole, she had a lot of great lines calling people super bitches and just taunting Dawn. Like that stuff was hard, you know, if we're trying to like be serious about it, like she goes full and hard evil person mode. Cartoon, maybe too cartoonish. But I would say, unfortunately, like, the magic stuff is all paying off. Like, I don't think it's good, but, like, I'm glad that they're at least owning it. Like, they keep talking about rehab not working. I'm so magicked out. I'm on drugs. We have to think about, is she saying this stuff or is it the drugs that are saying it? Like, they're committing to it. I kind of just, like, forgot. I thought it was, like, a throwaway line. And then she just is, like, in her grief. But no, we're going to make this a weird drug thing, too. And I think it's going to kind of bring the whole thing a bit down. Um, yeah, not really stoked about this episode, even though that is bring nice to thing, see that paying off. Do you mean like bring the whole season down? In the no, end? well, not the season. The I think there's so many great high spots in the season, but bringing down like how hyped I was for Dark Willow. I was so oh, yeah. excited yeah. for this moment because I thought it was going to be way more cathartic. Um, even just to have some catharsis for Willow or something. I don't know for who I don't know. So maybe I hope next week, I hope on the cliffs, it is good but I kind of don't think so. Although Giles being there was pretty cool. I did like jump up and I was excited, even though I knew it was going to happen. <laughs> so I guess there, there were some moments, but I, I don't know. Yeah. Like, we didn't talk about it too much. We kind of touched on it last week uh, about whether Willow can be held responsible for this stuff. Like how much of it is supposed to be the drugs. Uh, and I don't think that this makes it any clearer, although maybe we're leaning way more towards she's not fully in control, which is a bummer, which takes out all the teeth of what she is doing, in my opinion. Like, You think so? Yeah, man, because it's like, if it's just she's under the influence, she made the choice to be under the influence, granted. Like, she, she chose that. She chose the reckless path. But to then be like, well, she's out of her head. She, you know it's just kind of waves all the power and all of her agency away where it's like, okay, she's just being a cartoon villain because she did magic drugs that, and they made her a cartoon villain instead of being like, Willow is so upset and angry and power hungry and all these things. She's choosing to do this. You know, I, I don't know. I just think it makes it worse that she's not picking this every step of the way, but I, I don't know. It's, I think we landed on last week, and it's probably still true. Little column A, little column B, yeah. where she is upset, which is why she went to do it. And the drugs are making her, the magic drugs are making her escalating everything, right? And it's just like a cycle of, like, the drugs are making her able to do more harm, which she is getting off on because it makes her feel more powerful, which makes right. her want to do more drugs kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think that the highlight of this episode was absolutely the scene at Rax. I mean, it's just, like, it was really cool to hear Willow say some some stuff man it was neat uh but everything else in this episode is just like fuck man i i i ranked it kind of middling and then i just kind of right before we we did this after i watched it for the last time i was just like this sucks in my head it was the first half was terrible but then re-watching the last time i was like oh the first half is terrible and then the middle chunk is okay and then the last half is terrible so first third is is terrible Middle third is okay. Last third is fine. That's not a great average. Not a great last average. Last five seconds, excellent. Yeah, last five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it makes it hard to rank, but I think this is, uh, Daniel would say, a classic 
stinker for Buffy reasons. Classic Buffy fucking up where we are doing stinker. everything because the plot demands. There's not a good reason for a lot of the shit that happens in this episode. But we like just want to make it happen. Well, let me tell you. The biggest things, I think, is, is the magic stuff. Um, like, Willow has to fly because why? I don't understand. She she just has to. Willow makes herself super strong because why? So we could fight with Buffy, not for any real reasons. Well, because she could physically hurt Jonathan and Andrew, but not magically hurt them. Yeah, I know, but like, but like really though, because we needed her to fight Buffy because that's the only way Buffy can fight. Okay, but still, it's the why isn't Willow here right now? killing us she drives a semi truck for reasons because it's cool instead of just teleporting on top of their car or into yep. their car if she could fly to the point where she could be on top of the semi why not on top of the cop and Xander, car make Xander be the one doing that yeah yeah like there's just there's multiple instances I don't want to get too far ahead of myself but I think that that's the thing that this episode suffers from how did Buffy find Rack's place I mean we can yada yada that maybe she accosted a demon on the outside and t- the demon took her there somehow like just little stuff that we have to hand wave and not talk about because we wanted that scene. It just seemed like which this is was... disappointing. Yeah, I, I think that's disappointing because Dawn. Like I was again, I'm not happy about this, but like Dawn knowing where Rack is and who Rack is, that all comes back to wrecked and smashed. Like mm-hmm. we know that she's been there. Like I don't question Dawn coming to this place. It all makes sense. But you're right, Buffy showing up. It's like okay, I guess she just has to come and be mm-hmm. here. That's fine. Couldn't but, she have been damn. showed by Anya? When I don't know. Like we're also yeah, but Anya said she you. lost her. Right? She she made a point of that. She said she's beyond what I'm feeling now. Yeah, but if they're said, like, you know maybe we is? should go to Rax to see if she's there. Yeah, maybe, if she needs to get a charge it. up or whatever. We never say that out loud. She just. Well, I says, know we don't. Yeah. But I'm saying Anya. Within our friend group, we have someone with the capability to find Rack. It doesn't like it's not completely out of nowhere. That's yeah. I mean, you can. You can yada yada a lot of it. It's not that you couldn't explain it away, but it's just, I don't need my handheld per se, but I just, I don't know. These are kind of big. like you do. The bigger moments that I think we could take a a second to explain it or talk about it. I wish that Rack was almost as important as like, it kind of comes off as. I wish he was more fleshed out. Like, Like Buffy had her own individual experience with Rack. And then it makes sense to almost have this moment happening here in a spot where everyone knows one another. The way Dawn and Willow meeting here makes total sense because Mm -hmm. they would both know about that person, but- you know, Buffy just is kind of a superhero in this moment, showing up when she needs to, right at the right moment. I guess. And the teleporting thing. Like, I don't know. We play fast I mean, and loose with that, too. Like, it works sometimes. She can do it sometimes. And, and like, the Anya, I can't censor now because the plot demands that I can't censor anymore, right? Like, okay, sure. Censor? Yeah, I can't sense Willow, right? She's oh, gone to a place her. of such grief and extreme, whatever, way beyond vengeance. Okay, great. Yeah, that's, again, that could just be true in the scope of the show, but it just, it all feels too... Much like they had ideas for scenes and then they had to write around it, which is okay because that's what writing is. I get it. I'm just saying that's my critique. <laughs> yeah. I think mm-hmm. I agree but with that disagree. critique. I, um, I mean, I don't disagree, but I don't think anything is so far outside the realm of like there being reasonable explanations for the reasons why things went. Like there were easy explanations for all of the things that you brought up that the show doesn't tell you because maybe it wasn't that important and the result of what happens is more important. Like, does it really matter how Buffy gets to Rack or is the conversation with Willow when she's at Rack's more important? If you have to choose, what do you pick? Fair enough. I almost, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that too, but I wish they wouldn't even bring up 
She has to fly instead of teleporting. Don't even say it. No, I mean, <laughs> some up. of that is very... Up. Don't even talk. Some of that, yes, is not great. I'm not arguing that. I'm just saying I don't think any of it is like full on straight up. There's no other reason you could use to explain this except for we had to do this to make the plot work. Like, I think it makes sense that Buffy could find Rax. I think it makes sense that, you know, Willow wouldn't have occurred to drive Xander's police car and she would have just jumped on a some semi because she saw it and was like yeah you know what i mean like i don't, I don't know well, plot, well but also pl- the, the thing when when they ask him do, do does she know that you're you two are in here right right mm-hmm. like that implies that if she did know maybe she doesn't want to attack xander that's why she didn't do it with the police car but then if she thought they weren't in it why wouldn't she go and do it to the police car where did the semi come from yeah, I, I have a lot that, of problems with big truck. Yeah. Huge problems with big truck. <laughs> I don't. I <laughs> love big truck. <laughs> I think it's a great scene because it's so outlandish. But like, it just what the fuck? After the police station scene, it was just like one two. I'm like, this is going to be one of the worst episodes of all time. <laughs> no. oh but I just God. wish they never said it. If you just never said anything, and you just had Willow fly up there. Fucking awesome. She just disappeared. Who cares? We don't have to explain. That she flew or teleported or whatever. Who cares? Just don't. I don't think say that it. they were just, just trying to justify why Anya would get there first. Yeah, I th- that's all it was. But very silly. But I'm glad that you had a good answer because that's that's the beauty of this podcast and the fact that our <laughs> brains work completely differently yeah. really comes in handy. You really want all the boring backstory <laughs> and details that aren't necessarily important to the plot. I want an airtight show, okay? <laughs> Air fucking tight. And that is not this show and it never will be and it never has been. So I don't know why I would ever hold it to a standard that is incredibly hard to achieve and one it does never reach and I already know that it never reaches. I can't help it. I live in, in 20 years in the future. I live in prestige television world. <laughs> and I'm judging the show unfairly based on those rules. And I recognize that. But here we are nonetheless. Hey, they were at the birth of prestige. Yeah, scene. well. They're not unprestige. Well, if it was today, we never would have gotten that truck scene. And You're it would have been right. a worse show for it. <laughs> I honestly think we wouldn't have. And that is worse. We are Thank honestly you. worse for it. I can't. I'm, I'm like, I can't separate those two parts of myself. I, I do want to critique this hard. But truck, yeah, man truck yeah willow if you let loose with the magics it'll never end promise that's honestly why i had a hard time ranking this episode i know this is we're we're ahead of ourselves here but i just kept going back and forth i really wanted to give it the benefit of the doubt and and that scene at rack's place was so affecting and i really loved jonathan in this episode Mm -hmm. like i've always had a soft spot for jonathan the show makes him writes him Mm -hmm. so well that i'm just like oh little danny strong you want to be a good guy you want to be a hero and it just, ah, oh, Jonathan. And the fact does that he had he to bring up that. Does he write for the show later? Uh, I don't think so. Or does he direct? He doesn't do anything with Buffy. No. He does stuff later, I know. But like, yeah, he's he, not, he writes and directs. At this point, like, he's not doing so. he's not doing that. No, I don't think so. Okay, that's but, too bad. And the fact that he brings up, you know, him knowing Willow in high school and all I know, that stuff. It's I know. just, it's so cute and good. I mean, I've known her almost as long as you guys. Willow was, you know, she packed her own lunches and wore floods and was always just Willow. That was good stuff. So I had a hard time. I had, you know, I went back and forth. I mean, despite truck, yeah, despite the fucking ridiculous spell stuff, uh, I, I wanted to rank it higher. But anyway, let's, let's back it up here. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Let's back it up. <laughs> the only thing we can spoiler in this show is our own rankings. And you're <laughs> doing, doing a great job. Right uh, so we <laughs> talked a lot last time last episode about the line about Buffy drawing a line because she has to because she's a goddamn hero and that's what heroes do and if there aren't rules what are you know 
the world's going to just spin on its head and, and we're not supposed to be doing this, right? Like, it, last episode, Xander said, I'm just saying, you know, Warren's as bad as any vampire you've dusted. And Buffy's like, being the Slayer doesn't give me a license to kill, right? So that's why we're like, we can't kill Warren. But we all seem very over it immediately. Buffy has moved the line to Will- from Willow can't, that the line that Willow can't cross from we can't kill humans to, well, we already killed one, so we definitely can't kill Jonathan and Andrew specifically. Um, so why the change? I, I mean, I know that the show needed to move the line so that we don't immediately write off Willow. I know why practically the line was moved. But what's Buffy's, like, the in-world reason for why? Well, okay, Warren is one thing, but these guys, we got to stop it here. Stacia. I mean, I think the easy answer is that they didn't kill Tara. So yeah. we went back to, the, like, the Kodohamurabi stuff, the eye for an eye thing. So that's, you think that somewhere in Buffy who's like, we shouldn't kill humans, we shouldn't kill people, can at least recognize that this guy does deserve some kind of justice. And even though I made a point to be like, the human world has its rules last episode, I'm kind of okay with the fact that Willow doled it out. I don't know. Daniel, what do you think? I don't think she's happy. I mean, what do you expect her to do? Get into a fetal position and just call it a quits? <laughs> yeah. I mean, she just, just keeps up. going. I mean, it's what I said last time. You just keep living your life. You're going to keep sticking to it. And you try your best to be that version of yourself. And hey, Warren's dead. We can't stop it. You know what? He's not dead. So it's all good. And it's all in the wash. It doesn't <laughs> really matter. True. But like, you know, he's gone. What am I going to do? So now I have to draw a new line. Like Willow's not gone. What am I supposed to do? Give up on Willow just right now? No. So I'm going to save her from herself because clearly she's capable of doing this. And I can't have her kill two more people because that would be way too far off line. And I might have to kill her myself because then she will be a monster. Do you think that's it? Do you think that if Willow had gotten to Andrew and Jonathan and killed them, or I mean, I know, I guess we haven't found out yet that she doesn't kill them, but uh, would Would that actually be be too far? Yeah. Would would that be the thing? I think so. I yeah. think that if Allison Hannigan was going to get written off the show, I think it would have been a spectacular death. I mean, I mm-hmm. think they could have definitely done that if they wanted to. I mean, not to, to kill her because she's great, obviously. But if she had to go and this was the way to go, I think, yeah, that would have justified it. That would have reinforced what Buffy's been saying this whole time. And if she just callously kills two people after like knowing that this is bad, then yeah, that would be, I think, grounds for killing. I think that would be a very dramatic scene between Buffy and Willow if that was ever to come to pass. Hard to imagine, but... Do you think that I, I know this is hypothetical stuff, but sometimes we do that. And on, frankly, I had a hard time coming up with questions because fuck this episode. So uh, if that did go down, if, if she did kill Andrew and Jonathan, do you think that she would have justified? Would Buffy have justified retaliating against Willow by saying that she's a monster now? Like fully like with the drugs as magic and everything, she's gone beyond human and now she's in killable territory. Would that even play a factor? I think Buffy could make that argument. She does say the line that, like, killing someone changes you. Mm-hmm. And I think you could then say killing too many people has changed you, like, irreversibly. And then I was thinking while Daniel was talking to take it back to a line that you hated that Anya said that she can't feel Willow anymore because it's gone way past vengeance. Reflecting on it, I think that makes sense. Killing Warren was vengeance. That's not what she's doing anymore. She got her vengeance. Now she's looking for, like, revenge or something else. I don't know what she's feeling that's driving her, but I think it makes sense that Anya wouldn't be able to feel her anymore because she did finish what she wanted to do, which is why it also kind of makes sense that that's the line that Buffy's drawing is, like, you know, even 
from a human perspective, I understand why you want to kill the person that killed the love of your life. But Jonathan and Andrew were not part of that. So now you're not just, you know, seeking an eye for an eye, the Hammurabi code or whatever. You're actively going out to hurt people. And that is a monster thing to do. Yeah, Daniel, so what is, what's the deal with the fixation on Andrew and Jonathan? Why Why is she, what's the justification there? Or is it just that she's uh, gone way beyond vengeance, right? Well, yeah, and I think we know that she's going to want to destroy the whole world. She alludes to it, you know, when Buffy's like, you're going to whatever, whatever. And she's like, promise. Like, she, mm-hmm. she's gone. She doesn't really care about living or dying anymore. And, you know, Sunnydale's a small town. And right now it needs to be a small town. And there's only these people in it. So I think that it's not only they're in the trio. And obviously they have – they're culpable in some ways for what's going on. And mm-hmm. she's gone. I think that she is gone. I think that she's out for – revenge or whatever you know Stacey you're trying to put a, a, a word on it I have no idea what the word is either it's like she's just wants to kill them and yeah. destroy the world right I mean that that is what she's going to end up wanting to do yeah so and I guess destroy them first what's confusing and jarring because it's supposed to be is the fact that she would go through her friends to get to them and I guess that's what it throws me is like that unwavering sense of Terminator style, I have to get to these guys. These guys are the ones who are the one just because they were tangentially related to Warren. And again, that could just be spiraling out from the vengeance thing. But that's so extreme to and I I know that's the whole point. She's a bad guy now, but it's so extreme yeah. to kill Xander and her Buffy or any of them to do that. That's intense. What does she if okay, so just like as a thought experiment if you were writing Dark Willow, superhero or super like comic book villain, and you don't want her to go after Jonathan and Andrew after she kills Warren, what does she do? Yeah, fair enough. Does yeah. she just end the world? Is that Maybe. it? I mean, we could just jump to that, I guess. Would it be more satisfying if she just went on a random killing spree and just killed anyone she ran across? No, yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense to go to them next, for sure. Like, that is the next logical thing. If we do want her to continue murdering and we don't want to just go straight to Akathla opening the hell dimension, whatever, you know. Yeah, I guess you would go to them first. But uh, it's too bad for Willow. Yeah. <laughs> well, you don't want random deaths. I mean, she could have killed everyone at the police station, all the innocent bystanders mm-hmm. and stuff. I mean, once that's done, we've crossed the line. And because we have two characters we can play cat and mouse with like obviously you're going to take that for an episode and write around that so i think it's all just for that reason i mean very specifically here they are we need to show that willow's capable of doing this and and then obviously we know now she is and then when she goes to kill everyone we know that she's i guess not bluffing right we're we're gonna believe her yeah i i mean we just need more bodies to uh or more more open up a big thing all the cops fall in i mean could have called that a day yeah, that would Put be a wrap on the Sunnydale PD and be done with it. And that's the line. So many lines. So many lines to cross. Uh, what did you think of, Stacia, Buffy's attempt at the gifting, for lack of a better term, Willow, out of seeking vengeance? Because she goes for the, Willow, there's just so much to live for. And then mm-hmm. Willow's like, oh. oh, my God, for real? <laughs> <laughs> what did you think about uh, Buffy's attempt there? I thought it was pretty lame. I think she was struggling. Yeah, I, I I guess my question was, do you think it was on purpose that it was so bad? Did you think it was bad? Maybe I, I'm just uh, on my own, in my own boat here. Oh, no, it was bad. Yeah, okay. I mean, I think it was definitely bad. Whether, like, the writers meant for it to be bad, I guess you could argue about. 
I mean, I think that it would make sense that the writers want to hint at that Buffy is still trying to figure out if she even wants to be back, which is exactly what Willow, you know, narrows in on. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you are still like, you know, <laughs> why am I here? <laughs> I really liked being dead. Yeah. And your best friend is like, let's end the world. You'd be like, well, you shouldn't <laughs> for reasons. <laughs> um, I can't they wrote Willow's part one. well. <laughs> Oh, yeah, Willow's part sure. was well done. Mm-hmm. Buffy's, I mean, all I thought of the whole time, I just imagined her like looking for the necklace that brought Sweet so that she could sing about this. <laughs> because when she sung it, yeah. that's, I mean, I, that's what I think they're hearkening back to. So this is kind of a double-edged yeah. sword because I think that all oh, that whole thing was pretty much the last song in Once More With Feeling. And it's like, it's not effective when you just say it, but it's a little bit effective when you sing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that she doesn't have... The words, I mean, but it's the same sentiment, right? There's more to the world, there's more to live, but really there's not. I mean, one thing that Buffy did mention, and I guess she didn't hit a hard enough point of, and maybe it's because we need Xander to do it later, but like the (laughs) reason why Buffy is still here is because of her friends. If, you know, Dawn wasn't here, if Will hadn't been here, she would have just jumped off that bridge thing again <laughs> and then died <laughs> yeah. again right that is like true. that's what would have happened and she would have been yeah. happy with that ending that would have been fine for her um but you know so like the reason for willow to stay and to you know not destroy the world is because of her friends because even if tara's gone buffy is still here and she's saying like i'm here and i love you and dawn's here and she loves you and xander's here and he loves you and you know she's not gonna say that because xander has to say that but um i feel like that's like the best point that she's got to put on it because yeah everything else sucks like willow makes really good points like yeah um being crazy is some sort of like like safety net for you (laughs) because everything in the world here sucks so hard you're constantly lying to us you're having sex with a vampire you hate just because you want to have emotions uh i think you understand exactly where i'm coming from right now buffy and then buffy's like <laughs> but but the world. Uh, what were the lyrics again? Fuck. Really cool. I remember uh, I was standing on that tower thing, you, and I told Don something about bravery. Yeah, you just need something to sing about, Willow. <laughs> you're trying to sell me on the world, the one where you lie to your friends when you're not trying to kill them, you screw a vampire just to feel, and insane asylums are the comfy alternative this world Buffy it's me I know you were happier when you were in the ground the only time you were ever at peace in your whole life was when you were dead until Willow brought you back you know with magic sorry the trip can be kind of rough if you're you know not me I I was thinking of like great speeches from from Buffy. The the gift one comes to mind for sure. The yeah. once more feeling shout out is great because that's absolutely true. And I love to bag on Thomas Wanker as we know, but I think this was really effective through the editing, uh, through the score, and uh, through the acting. I think they did a great job not letting Buffy have a, a badass motherfucker moment. Mm. They intentionally mm. sucked all that power out. Didn't highlight it. Didn't make it dramatic, uh, just so we could have Willow just dunk. <laughs> <laughs> Which was excellent, and, and definitely why this is the highlight of the episode for me personally. Yeah, me too. Boys, if you don't knock it off, I will pull this car over, and you can just walk to your painful desk from here. So, 
We need to talk about Willow, guys. Willow's getting too powerful, eh? Uh, <laughs> Have we not talked about Willow yet? No, we haven't actually. I don't know if you knew that. We haven't said her name even once. Oh, shit. Uh, Willow's sad thing, you know, that she says about Tara, which breaks her heart. The only thing Willow was ever good for. Uh, the only thing I had going for me were those moments, just moments when Tara would look at me and I was wonderful and that will never happen again. Ah, oh, God. So we talked about this a little bit in uh, Wrecked, if you'll remember, where Willow's giving her speech at the end to, not speech, but her and Buffy are having a conversation on the bed. And she says, if you could be plain old Willow or super Willow, who would you want to be? Buffy, who was I? I was just some girl. Tara didn't even know that girl, right? Mm-hmm. We don't really dwell on Willow's bullying, right? Like, we, we do in the, in the first couple seasons, for sure, especially while we're building Cordelia's character off of that while we're playing. Like, look at Cordelia. She grows and she becomes a cool person and everyone is different and all that kind of stuff, right? Uh, but I... I don't think we explored it enough in Wrecked, and this is, I think, a good opportunity to do that. Daniel, why is Willow's self-esteem so low? Does she really, (laughs) really think that Tara was the only good part about her? Like, she had no self-worth beyond that? That, like, she really feels this, like, losery and shameful that she can justify her actions with this that like it's this i don't know if she's sense. justifying her actions though i mean i think that she's well, not just by her know, actions but like what put yeah. her in that headspace i guess I was to say. yeah i think well i think she's in a pit and i think that she d- genuinely believes that she that everything was awful before she met tara i mean you're i don't think we ever saw her that bullied that much so we'll take her word for it um you know, she was definitely like a, somewhat of a loser. I mean, they brought this up throughout the whole series. I, I want to be strong, Willow. Don't you hate her? Yes, with a fiery vengeance. She picked on me for ten years. The vacuous tramp. The guy could resist your wily Willow charms. At last count, all of them, maybe more. Oh, none of them know a thing. They all get an F in Willow. I mean, boys don't chase me around all the time. I thought you'd be happy for me. I just want you to be sure. Oh, I'm such an idiot. I'm sorry. I shouldn't even be talking about... Do you want me to go away? I wish you wouldn't. That won't make me a slut. I think your reputation will remain intact. No, I'm not a friend. I'm a rabid dog who should be shot. Even I was bored, and I'm a science nerd. Don't say that. I'm not ashamed. It's the computer age. Nerds are in. But they're still in, right? I thought I'd spend the day fishing the net. Oh, great, I'm so the net girl. I bet you'll think coding is pretty cool. I mean, if you find two-digit multi-stacked conversions and primary number clusters a big hoot. (laughs) Should have something once I get tapped into the fiber optic network. We're gonna use the feedback relay to uh, get their signal routed into our system. Why are you still in costume? Okay, still having to explain wherein this is just my outfit. Willow, everybody already knows. Take it off. Okay, jealous again. Jealous, jealous. Okay, I'm back. Hey. Hi, how are you? You good? You look good. Anything new? Hey, did I mention you look good? Are you drinking coffee again? Because we've talked about this. (laughs) It makes me jumpy. I have to go away. Occasionally, I'm callous and strange. I interrupted. You've got apples. More of a dog person myself. But I'm not like death tall cats. Why? You had two eggs sunny side up. I remember because they were wiggling at me like little boobs. I don't feel real multicultural right now. Sometimes I I unleash. I I don't know my own strength. It's bad. I'm bad. I'm a bad, bad, bad person. Forget.
I got addicted the way addicts do. I, you could, you could bring your friend. I wasn't gonna. I mean, if, if you have a friend. No, I'm, oh, I, I'm friendless. Yeah, yeah, no friends. I, I mean, I, I have friends. Right. Many dear friends, I, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, if you could be a plain old willow or super willow, who would you be? Oh, I'm not. I, I don't have much in the way of power, really. I mean, most of my potions come out soup. Besides, spells going awry, friends in danger. I'm definitely nothing special. No, you are. You know, characters have reacted to her in certain ways, but also like the way she reacted when Oz left too. There was a lot of like that sort of these feelings as well. I mean, it's kind of a natural breakup thing, but this is like a breakup because of death, which is like the worst. I mean, I imagine. So maybe you're like stuck in something that you would naturally get over. It almost feels like you're never going to get over it because how do you, that person's gone forever. But I don't know. I don't really have a good answer to that because if she really does believe it, I don't know how much like we see that all the time on the show. So like, but again, people can hold that stuff in their hearts forever. Right. And then it'll just come out. I don't, I don't know. I think that we don't give, this is Buffy's show. Point number one. Point number two. Yeah. We don't have all the time in the world. We can only show so much of our friends when they're not with us, right? Like, they're off screen, whatever, can only seep in so much. Like, the Xander abusive family storyline. We barely hinted that, but that clearly had to be something huge that, like, plagued this guy. You would think if it was that important, they would have showed us more, which is why it feels like it must not be that important because they didn't show us more. Same thing, I feel like, with this here. If Willow was really struggling this hard with, like, depression, you would think, and, 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 the, all these issues with her personality and this imposter syndrome kind of thing, you would think that maybe we would show it a little bit more. And we kind of do. I, I kind of, I think about how sad and alone Willow must have felt even in those earlier seasons, if this is really what was going on. And I can definitely see her. And I think we show it a little bit feeling like a fake feeling like an imposter, yeah. even with Oz. Remember when she, for, when Oz first meets Veruca and they're talking about the amps and stuff and she feels so alienated, oh, yeah. like, how did I get this cool boyfriend? I don't deserve this guy. She never really says that. But like, again, I just feel bad for Willow. Stacia, what were you going to say? I was going to say, I don't know that the emotion that she's feeling or she was feeling is like an imposter. Well, that's why I'm confused, because she seems to be comfortable with the Wicca stuff, kind of, like enough that she's interested in doing it and and comfortable with the, the hacker stuff. Like she feels like she's good at it. But then why? Why does she feel like she's only value her only value is is this thing i guess that's two different things right she's not saying that she's a fake that she's not good enough as a wicca even though she constantly uh downplays herself like i'm not that even that strong it's not even that big of a deal i'm, I'm just kind of a, a loser nothing when she really is very very strong imposter syndrome wrong word but do you think she's had this like fucking secret lonely pain this whole time yeah let me tell you a story please do imagine that you're a skinny nerdy jewish girl with red hair and a massive bucket hat collection. <laughs> and every day at school, everyone is mean to you until they want you to do your homework. Yes. <laughs> and the only friend you have is a boy who will never think you're cute. <laughs> <laughs> and you go that way for your entire life until you meet beautiful Sarah Michelle Geller, superhero, and you're like... 
yay, now I live in a world where I get to help my friend with adventures, but I'm always just going to be Buffy's friend. I'm always going to be the sidekick. And even now, even now, my friends, instead of the people that made fun of me, it's my friends that are coming to me saying, I need you to do stuff for me, but do they even really like me or is it just that I'm useful? And you have Willow saying in the earlier seasons, oh, just reliable old Willow. Like, you just need me to do your homework. You just need me for these things. But, like, does anyone actually want to be around me? And this is a thing that we see with Willow and Buffy where it's like Buffy doesn't come to Willow unless she needs something. And then she meets Tara. And Tara doesn't need anything from her. And Tara just loves her. And even though Tara just loves her, Willow's sitting there thinking, she only likes me because I have magic. And if I quit my magic, she's going to go away because that's what everyone does if I can't be useful to them anymore. And she quits her magic and Tara is still there. And now Tara's gone and nothing matters anymore. (laughs) So I think when you're like, look, I've done this for my entire life and the only time that I wasn't taken for granted, that someone actually saw me as a person and not just what I could do for them is gone. Yeah, I'm going to take all my power. It's always been there for the taking. It feels great for you. It seems to be the thing that you hang on. Why aren't I allowed to have mine? Absolutely. Very long speech. A a beautiful (laughs) point. I I think that Xander, we have to go through another one of his useless talks Mm -hmm. in this episode as well. And she explicitly mentions six years. That's how many uh, seasons we're in. Mm -hmm. Six years I've been harboring this. That's what I mean. Like Mm -hmm. this pent up aggression, these feelings. It's nice. I mean, that was kind of like the relief that I felt for something like restless. Like it, it was nice to get things off of our chest and let them be out in kind of a surreal landscape. And we kind of knew where people stood in weird ways and maybe they didn't resolve much, but we kind of got to see them resolve it in our own little way. And this is nice too, in a way. I mean, I, again, she's high. So how, do we, can we even trust it? But like her getting that off her chest, I think you're right. I think like deep down, it's the same feeling that Xander feels, which is like, it's all about Buffy, but why can't it be about me? Mm-hmm. And that sense of power. I mean, she says it, explicitly i know why you do this it's not about ass kicking or whatever it's about power and i love that i mean that was really really cool mm-hmm. but also we got this line in here too where it says buffy says uh to willow she has an addictive personality yeah that was the that first moment I that, that i was like what oh, since when what? we're talking very broadly and that's cool but this addictive person they're really hammering that home yeah like the willow i know doesn't have an addictive person that was news to me as well however yeah, and that was weird I think you could spin it as she does get hyper-focused sometimes. Like, if she's really in the zone or something, she's going to be in coffee, the zone coffee, for the thing. Coffee. But yeah. that's addictive personality, man. I don't know about that. What's an addictive personality except for someone who is addicted to something? I, or someone who's constantly getting addicted to the next thing where they're just consumed with that thing for months or weeks or years even at a time and then they move on to the next thing. It's just like you have a little taste of something and it consumes you, you know. Yeah. And you just do that time and time again with, with more different things. Every time you come across something new you like, you can't just have a little because if a little's good, then a lot must be better kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and I wouldn't describe her as that. I mean, she loves her know. hacking. She just hacks forever. She's been hacking forever. And she didn't do it just and burn out on it and move on to the next thing. Like she, I think, has sustained interests and she's, I wouldn't say she has an addictive person. The show has not shown me that. I'll say that. You could say maybe spin that season six, Willow, maybe. Potentially. It's addictive, now, addictive now, for sure. But or to magic. I mean, like, to magic, right? Yeah. I mean, you can say now she is. I mean, again, yeah. drugs are addictive in their nature. Same with alcohol right. and stuff. And she, I mean, when I think of addictive personality, I think of, like, video games and, like, mm-hmm. cross-stitching. You know, you get so deep into something. 
it, it just consumes your life and then you you're almost done and you move on to the next thing it's not like a lifelong like passion it's just going to be something that's there for a minute and then you you're going to until the next thing comes along and mm-hmm. i just don't see her being flippant like that moving on to the next thing at least from the mm-hmm. show maybe i'm wrong i don't know but you could definitely spin it as like for this season with with drugs as magic you know she's yeah she's addicted to this thing for sure i get why they said it yeah but reminding us yeah, rehab yeah, and yeah, drugs uh, I didn't want to really bring this up because I loved your point and I think you're 100% right. But what about Oz? And I am loath to bring up Oz when we're still talking about Tara. Don't get me wrong. But like, did Willow not feel that same way that you described? Like somebody seeing her for her? Oz never asked her for anything. But he left her. He did leave her. <laughs> that is for sure. <laughs> he yeah, did. That's after the he difference. cheated on her. Yeah. <laughs> yep. We just answered the question. <laughs> Up until that stuff, I think he's tracks too. You know, I think that's yeah. why she was so into him because she did feel that. Just really too bad about Willow, huh? Just gotta say. Uh, We're all growing. Couple quick bonus questions. Uh, did either of you feel weird about Anya at in the beginning third of this episode and the last third yep. of the the last one? She's turned into a robot person. Now I get the gag is like she's you know a demon and doesn't know people and stuff, but but she still has such a personality. She, the way she's delivering her lines in the first half of this episode are so dry and devoid of any emotion. Did you feel that at all? <laughs> yeah, she seemed a little sleepy, maybe. <laughs> Nice. Daniel, am I alone in my boat? Absolutely fucking not. Her showing up in that jail cell was part of the reason why it's the worst scene that's ever been filmed. <laughs> like, I cannot believe how she was like, what is she, what, it's like she's never acted a day in her life. I right? mean, it's awful. And, but at the end, she was fantastic. Again, when she's with She got with back to Xander, herself. Yeah, When perfect. she's with Nicholas, like, they're great together. And that whole thing was excellent. Even her, like, at the end doing her little chanting and, like, you know, everything with Willow. Great. In the magic box, inner element, excellent. I think this set is garbage. I think whatever they did <laughs> to make people be here was awful. Every, I have nothing but problems with this. And okay, good. poor Anya's in the scene. So, yeah, she's terrible. Every Absolutely single thing terrible. she says is just bad. And, and like, yeah. the weird, schlocky horror movie line that I quoted at the beginning, like, something's coming, something bad, you have to let these men go or I'll guarantee they'll hell to pay. That line in itself is not bad, but the way she delivers it, also, what's something? What are you trying to tell him? Say, there's a fucking woman coming to kill you. Open the goddamn cell. I just, like, I just, we had to, we just made it vague and, like, so over-the-top, dramatic, ominous. I just did not like it. Ani deserves better. Anyway. Justice for Anya. But not good enough. Look, we both know things might get ugly at uh, Wickapalooza. And if it gets really bad. Let me guess. You'll propose? Another hypothetical question. Do you think that Don was was in real danger of being turned back into a tiny little ball? Stacia, do you think Willow really would have done it if Buffy hadn't showed up in time? I wish she had. Ah! So when, oh, when Willow was damn. was fucking ragging on Don, Buffy, Tara, you were like, that's right. I've been waiting all <laughs> Tell that to her face. <laughs> Tell okay, that look. to Tracting Burke's face. <laughs> look, I feel much more positively towards Dawn than I used to. Um, and I don't mind her being on the show. And it's not like I'm mad that she's still on the show after this. But also, she spent this entire first half of this episode with Clemming like, why can't I ever 
start doing anything that big kids do. And then she ran into a danger. Yeah, she did. I don't think she was whiny about it. I think she wanted to save her friend. No, she was like, why am I not allowed to do this? And it's a fair point. She's fucking just as old as they were. Is it, though? Because every single time she's in danger, she's a fucking liability. She goes to rack, immediately in danger, cannot handle it. Buffy has to show up and save her ass. It's like that she is was her role one second show. away from getting turned back into a giant ball of energy. And she's like still questioning, like, why aren't they allowed to go do things? Maybe because you're fucking terrible at everything. You should have just stayed in the crypt. I understand the crying. You cry because you're human. But you weren't always. Yes, I was. No, please. You're telling me you don't remember? You used to be some mystic ball of energy. Maybe that's why you're crying all the time, Donnie. Because you don't belong here. <laughs> Want to go back? Brutal. I, for one, do not, well, agree. But also, uh, I don't I don't think that, um, Willow, that's a hollow. Willow can't do that. Do we think she could really do it? She turn her back it. into a key? Why not? The monks turned her into a human. That seems harder. <laughs> do you think Matt? Do you do we mean? Do you think Willow could do it magically? Like, do you think she could possess the capability, or emotionally could she do it? I think that she could do it by getting the drugs from the book that will help you do it. I'm just like I'm. I don't. This thing was so baffling to them. Do you think one of those books that she sucked up has the information that she needs? Because what we know now is that Willow, she's a great witch, but she she needed all of this information, the drugs, if you will, to operate. She now knows things, I presume. That's why she's doing all this cool stuff. Does she know how to undo this magical once-in-a-billion universe-shattering key? Like it, That seems like an incredibly rare object, something that would take... There's probably a D&D reference in here for you, Kelly. I don't know. But it would be very hard. I, I can't imagine that she would be able to do it. I, You would think that that book's just not lying around at the magic box. That would be my guess. Why not? It would, be in, the, it would be in that section books. if it was. I'm just saying, do you think that Giles had that? They spent a fucking yeah. season. Trying yeah, I do think they out. do. No, I they think definitely it would did. make sense. Yeah, just because that's kind of how they figured out the whole end of the the season right that magic book that we commented on well, when the fuck did they get the book or whatever we were like what was well, the i know i know the book and they and also like, say what? kill her right like the, he willow could just kill dawn and wouldn't that theoretically Whoa. make her back into a key i mean that's what they that was going to be their plan right before i don't think it they was. were just going to kill her no isn't that what buffy and dawn, giles got into a fight Oh yeah with? well that was their plan to stop the port that was the thing is if, if these the ritual began oh, the, the only portal, way to right. stop my to bad, close sorry, the portal was once yeah. the blood blood flows. The only way to stop it is when the blood flows no more. So like the idea is they had to kill her if it opened. If she could turn her into a key or not, I I, I think the threat is still basically key. Who gives a shit? You're going to be gone. I'll kill you. Like yeah. I mean that's that's the only way I can really read it. I, if she can, cool. That's fun. But <laughs> I don't know. That just seems crazy that she would know okay. how to do that. But I think the bigger question is what is Dawn's plan? Oh. That's in my yelling for sure. But I mean, she has none. What was the plan? What was the plan? This is why she's not allowed to join in. But she is no more guilty of being an idiot than Xander was this whole Amen. show. And Xander's going to yeah, talk but her down. Rarely ever goes off half, half cocked alone to talk to a dangerous criminal magic guy to try to find a dangerous criminal magic girl. Like, I don't. 
I can't think of any examples right now, but he definitely has done something. In I Scooby. mean, really, the only one we get is the Zeppo, right? No, well, that and then was he's like, kind of like kidnapped by zombies, anyways. Yeah, that was like an adventure that was forced on him, not the one that he like sought out, really. Uh, maybe the bewitched, bothered, and bewildered. Maybe you're right. I don't know. Yeah, I just feel he like doesn't he doesn't go off. He doesn't go off. Wow. Did you ever think he'd be in this spot defending Xander? I'm defending Xander right now. No, I'm not defending Xander. (laughs) I'm proving that Dawn is a a liability. (laughs) I think Dawn's a child. I think think what we're supposed to think is like we're on team Sam, the doctor, that we do think that it's – they're being hypocrites. But at the same time, she – is never being taught what to do. She has no clue what's going on, so she's running out here trying to be one of the Scoobies, but nobody's telling her how to do anything, so now she's, she's never gonna running off doing bullshit. I, th- Why I think it's she the read Scoobies a book or something? fault. This is an institutional problem. Negligence. Negligence. Yeah. Our friends are not being good friends to Why their sister. Why doesn't she read a book? She's read a book. Never forget. Mm, fashion. She did like, the research. Mm, Come on. She read books? You mean in this moment specifically? What book is going to tell her, hey, when your friend uh, goes on a murder spree, this is is how you stop her? I'm just saying in general. Yes, I know. It's the same question with Xander, too. Like, you could still be useful. Just because you don't have superpowers, you could still be useful. You don't have to be in the fight to help out. Yeah. But I think that they should give her a little more. Give her a sword. That probably won't happen in the next episode. Give her a sword. What do you think about the Buffy-Willow fight? You said you liked it. Uh, the physical fight? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought it was fun. Yeah. I Did you not think that it was like a, we had to do this because Buffy's superpower is super strength kind of thing? Did you think it was like there was a better... It, the, it was just because of Andrew and Jonathan, so they, that's why she made herself strong? You don't feel like it was a little forced? Hmm. <laughs> I, <don't... laughs> I mean, I think, yeah, you can say it's forced. Clearly, they wanted to have Willow and Buffy fight, but also I think that if I was... Willow and I couldn't hurt Jonathan and Andrew with magic directly that it would make sense to make myself stronger so I could hurt them physically. Yes. That would be kind of your only recourse. Quick thinking on her part. I don't know. Daniel, what do you think about the fight? I didn't really care for it. I mean, I'd rather them talk. That's the most interesting part. Um, There's too many many bad fighting moments. Uh, Doubles were obvious. Yeah. Um, A lot of directing problems in this. The... um, Shout out to my dude. Sorry, guy. Um, yeah, doubles were obvious. Fucking Buffy laying on the ground. She took a nap. I mean, you joked about it in the <laughs> intro, but like, hey, you better believe like, that you clock that if you're watching the show with any critical eye. That was so dumb. Mm-hmm. It was so dumb. And then she just jumps right up and she's fine. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. It was just, it was all over the place, but it's fun to see them fight. I mean, we've never really seen that before. So that was cool. Yeah. The, a lot it of was- destruction. The novelty of it was just like the idea of, oh my God, Willow and Buffy are having a fist fight. Who the fuck thought that could ever happen? Uh, is neat for like a second before all those issues come into like, you know. It wasn't too long either. That was fine. Th- yeah, there's, that mercifully was not too long. But like um, she barely touched Buffy and then she flew into that table and broke the table. Buffy did. And it's like, and then she took a nap. <laughs> she did. She had to. It's hard to defend that. Because the plot demands she had to take a nap so that she could find Anya so that she could have Giles knock her out with a lightning bolt or fucking laser beam, whatever. That's the thing. So Do not I, spoil how Giles knew how to come. I do not know why he's here. Oh, no. Don't worry about it. Don't it, tell me, Kelly. It's not important. Please. I'm not going to. But, uh, oh, did you, when, when Rack died, did you forget that Rack, that we told you last week that Rack was going to die? Absolutely not. I knew he was going to die. I mean- that was unfortunate. Okay. Um, anyway, yeah, I, I'm trying to. I want to put this 
keep this in my brain that I did not enjoy this fight because I'm curious if I'm going to hate the laser beam fight in the next episode more than this because I do not love laser beam fights as that's worse. You know. Yeah. I think I just want to I guess I just need to clarify because you guys are haters. <laughs> I like the whole fight in general, but definitely the best part of the fight is the beginning when they're still like fight talking. Yeah. And Buffy is like a killer isn't a slayer. I'll show you what a real slayer uh, oh, is. Yeah. Oh, that's oh, great. Amen. Yeah. I think that all counts as part of the fight. Ah, fair okay. enough. Fair enough. Yeah. I kind of don't like the fighting, but but yeah, it was during the same scene. So technically, I do like that entire scene. I just think when they start punching each other, I'm kind of like, it's just not my thing. I don't really care anymore. So I had a moment now. in the middle where I was like, you know what? Even if Willow is super strong, she hasn't trained to fight the way Buffy has. Amen. That was in my yelling too. I was like, there is no way. There is no way Willow wins this fight. There is she zero way. Up. She sucked it up inside no, the thing. No, she, she, yes, she, I know, kung fu'd her way into this fucking if she, fight. No. If she can t- t- turn a key, turned on into a key, then you better believe she just learned kung fu. That's the you only way believe. I could justify it to myself, too. I was like, magic is real. She's literally doing magic. She has magic. It's magic. Just shut up. It's magic. It's the only way I could get through the episode. But you gotta love when you're just, just, it's okay. It's okay. It's magic. It's fine. She does backflips because magic. It's magic. Buffy, I gotta tell you, I get it now. Slayer thing really isn't about the violence. It's about the power. And there's no one in the world who has the power to stop me now. I'd like to test that theory. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, I'm just gonna so much hate. Move on and take this opportunity <laughs> to remind everyone that we are real podcast, and you can find us everywhere at Beat Me Pod. That's Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram. We have a website, BeatMePod.wordpress.com, that has notes about this show, as in, like you know, if we reference a thing like My Little Pony. Hey, you want to listen to My Little Pony theme song? Maybe it'll be on the website. The only way to know is for you to go to BeatMePod.wordpress.com. That website also contains a link to a Spotify playlist that we made just for you. It contains all the songs that we might play on this here podcast, as well as any songs played in this here television show we're talking about that are available on Spotify, collected all in one place. And that playlist is called Beat Me Hyphen Fun Time Playlist for Podcast Fan Season 6. Excellent. So it's check not even out. a challenge anymore. <laughs> Please and thank you. Now, on to more important things. Uh, yelling. Let's uh, let's yell about some stuff. Although we haven't, not as though we haven't been doing that already, because like I might have already run out of it. Yelling. Who knows? Yeah, honestly. Uh, I go first. Hey, Puffy knows Andrew's name. Continuity update. Isn't that fun? Who? Buffy knows what? Who? Andrew's name. At the oh, beginning Andrew. of the episode, Anya's like, oh. Warren, Jonathan, or whatever, and that other guy, Jonathan, and the other guy. And Buffy says, Andrew. Chimes in with Andrew. She knows. We've mm. learned. We've grown. Stay mm. Uh I like the scene with Jonathan and Andrew in the jail cell, uh, specifically when Jonathan says, you're sadness personified. <laughs> what a <laughs> burn. personified. <laughs> Daniel? Um, the ineptitude of the police are legendary. Um, I'm just going to go through my notes here. The Anya prison scene was terrible. The guard is visibly at the desk as she keeps shouting to come and let oh. them out. And you just see him sitting there the whole time. Um, <laughs> never gets up because he can't. Um, <clears throat> you'll you'll be safe here as the walls are crumbling down from the outside. <laughs> says the, cop. the stance with them drawing their guns was obviously like 
really so strange good. and like <laughs> we had too many weird cuts and i and i have to say like for the i the directing in this i'm i hate it so much and this is the only time that i can remember that wasn't used in a stylistic way or a previously on that they reuse the same footage they use the same footage of the cops running out in that like original little shot twice they mm-hmm. used it twice absolutely disgusting on the notice board there's uh <laughs> missing posters there's three missing posters uh two of them are in different colors but they're the same missing poster is that mm-hmm. something that's going to catch the eye if you just see it in a different color, why is there two of them? Operation Fine Kids. Yeah, there's I saw that. A guy wanted for mail fraud. Pretty awesome. <laughs> I wonder if they're like real. I wonder if there's like a real, or if they're know. just made for fun. I don't really know. Um, uh, when she's uh, screaming, the cops are just like milling about. Like she flew to a known <laughs> location in their jail. They could run upstairs. Nope. And start shooting her, and they don't do anything. Nope. And I was like, is this an elementary school shooting? What are we doing here? <laughs> oh my God. Um, Xander can fucking steal a cop car. Like, I can't put Xander enough of a fine point on that. Xander, Xander Harris, Harris stole a cop car. doesn't talk about a military man. He just stole a cop car. <laughs> and then you already brought up, like, not related, but Buffy running beside the car to jump in was one of the stupidest I... things in the entire world. And then Willow just walks out of the police station. They're uh-huh. gone, presumably. Unshot. Have gone somewhere else. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, absolutely terrible stuff. Boo. Yes. Yes. Thank you. I'm sorry you're the odd one out in this episode. It happens to all of us. But this episode <laughs> is terrible, and that is one of the reasons. I'm not saying this episode is good. I'm just saying I think you guys are wrong about the reasons. Fair enough. Uh, here is it. <laughs> uh, the okay. Th- this probably didn't bother anyone else, and I think I was already looking for stuff to nitpick about this yeah, episode. Obviously, uh, but there's multiple times in this episode, which is like a, a trope of TV anyway, where you're setting someone off to have a cutoff line of dialogue. Right? You know, you're only going to get through part of the sentence, and sometimes this works really poorly, where the actors don't pick up on the cue fast enough, so it's really like jarring. Mm. So you're like, we're about to get to the. Oh, you mean when, it, like, you know, they, there's a big gap between yeah, the yeah. next person starts. What they really should be doing is continuing to talk and the other person should naturally interject. I feel like that happened like a bunch of times in this episode. Um, mm. I have four examples, but I don't need to. I don't need to prove myself yes, here. Yes, you do. <laughs> I kind of need you to prove yourself. You didn't uh, notice either? Uh, but, it's not that I maybe didn't notice. I've got I've got a couple weird instances and this might okay. help me clarify my weirdness. Kelly, um, this one doesn't 100% count, so maybe I don't have the answers. But when Xander's like, how are you going to... And then Buffy runs away. Like, why wouldn't you just say, how are you going to get to the jail as Buffy's running away? So again, they're very nitpicky, but whatever. Mm, yeah. That's pretty um, nitpicky. I know. That's pretty nitpicky. Uh, Buffy goes to say Willow something at the magic box where she goes, Will. And then Xander says, no, don't. Why? I don't know why. And also, it was very unnatural, like the, the pause between the two. Um, when Buffy's delivering her shitty speech and she goes, there's so much to, and then we cut and then it's Willow goes on her little tirade. Uh, you do what I say to you. I don't remember what that one is. Anyway, these are director problems. I mean, it it seems like at least with the last one, it almost feels like we're cutting things. I mean, they ADR'd. Like, I mean, I I think they ADR'd when she said the Virgin has something to say or whatever. Oh yeah, Like we see her mouth say it, but it was not in that moment because her dialogue after that is a lower volume. Like they ADR'd her for some reason saying that line. There was a a problem in the rack scene too where Willow, when Mm. Dawn goes up to Willow, she's ADR'd as well. I mean, like, 
I get it. That that stuff kind of happens where you have to re-record it. But yeah, I guess you're it's right. So obvious, Chalk it up though, to Bill in the last Horton, couple man. of weeks. But okay. we, I've never really noticed it before. That's all. You just must be extra. I cannot sloppy. believe you're hating on Bill Norton. I know of American Graffiti Part Two. I know, and we already forgot the name of it. Shit, hang on, hang Baby on. Baby Colin, the Lost Generation. Hang on, hang on. She already got Secret it. of the Lost Legend. Baby, Secret of the Lost Legend. Okay. Yeah, we'll not even, not even Baby can save you, Bill. Anyway, <laughs> I just, I, I don't usually pick up on that stuff. I guess that's not true. I probably always pick up on that stuff. But I just keep it to myself because who the fuck cares? Don't be a pedantic asshole. We're trying to watch a TV show together. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, it just really wow. stood out to me. <laughs> Watching TV as you must be exhausting. It is fucking exhausting. <laughs> For the times, the length of time that I can pay attention is so small. So when I am, it's like all I can do is hyper focus on everything that's going on. That actually scene. makes a lot of sense because <laughs> a lot of the times when we're watching TV, I'll say something and there'll be a really long, <laughs> long, long, <laughs> long beat, and then she'll go, "What? I wasn't paying attention." <laughs> And I'm like, what were you not, how are you not paying attention? It's literally the only thing both of us are doing. And she's like, I don't know. I don't even have the time available to tell you all the things I thought about between you saying what and me responding or whatever. It's just like, dear God, it's it's not fun in here. Uh, <laughs> Uh, going back to the scene in the prison with Jonathan and Andrew, I loved the second grade insult of Jerkathan. Jerkathan, yes. Jerkathan's good. Excellent stuff. Yeah, that was a great scene. I mean, they're they're funny, they're and so I mean, and Tom Lang too. He's just a funny fucking guy. He's a funny guy. Mm. He's so funny. Well, and I'll just shout him out here. She's a truck driving magic mama. Oh, ah, I, I wrote so, that down too. That was so funny. Like, it I just, mean, I wasn't expecting it in this serious scenario, <laughs> and for him to just say that was so good. That entire line, I'm gonna say, it, and you can just clip it. Call him like Jawa hamburger meat or something. Jawa burgers hand. Like, Rosenberg. Here we go. Yeah. You saw her? She's a truck driving magic mama. We've got maybe seconds before Darth Rogersenberg grinds everyone into Jawa burgers, and not one of you bunch has the midichlorians to stop her. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm I'm just going to, like, add on to that because I just thought about it. But, like, Xander, how fucked up is it for him to be like, have you ever had sex with anybody? When it's like, Xander, you are also kind of a nerd. Like, this was who you've been (laughs) before in the show. Like. How dare you? Like, how dare you even say something like that? Uh, you've been with a total of two ladies. Granted, one was in a long-term relationship, so fair enough. And yeah, all you do is quote shit from comic books. Who are you? You're fighting yourself here, buddy. You're impressing no one. Yeah. Jerk. And the praying mantis. Jerk He's just teacher. looking in the oh, mirror yeah. and feeling uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he doesn't like the mirror being held up to him. Yeah. And Faith. <laughs> I know, that's two people. He was with Faith and, and Cordelia. That's it. Yeah, but they never, no, they never, they never had, had sex. They never had sex. Well, who knows? At least, not that we have confirmed. <laughs> not that canon. we've all watched. There, I'm sure there's a lot of fan fiction about it. I'm sure there's go plenty look. of fan fiction about <laughs> oh, it. Oh, yeah, that's not not for me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she has some other fan fiction to look up. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> you saw her? She's a truck driving magic mama. Now I see why Willow can't teleport because then she wouldn't have to tear out all of the bricks from that cell because if she could teleport, yep, she could just sure. teleport inside the cell. It all makes sense now. <laughs> Thanks. That would have been too easy. Even worse. Even if she Even worse. Even if she could have teleported into the cell, she couldn't have teleported them out. That's not the way it works. That's Apparently. not the way it works. And even but she though she just was, killed them. Yeah, I was going to say, even though she was just trying to kill them, we definitely would have had a reason why she couldn't have just killed them. And I know I said it in the plot, but like, why the fuck does Anya stay there? 
Why doesn't she leave? They're gone. Why is Anya just still to there? To talk her down. I think everybody's trying to talk Look, to her. I think that is the theme here. Bad everybody's... guy's here. Oh, mono you think that, a mono. She's trying to relate to her on that demon level. Listen, you're evil. I'm kind of evil. Come on. I've killed a lot of men. You've killed one man. Yeah, so Anya maybe was weird in a little bit of the first half of the episode, but in the second half, when she said, I can't do this, I'm in retail, I, I wanted to lose it. <laughs> <laughs> just, that line is, is funny on the face of it, but also funny because, like, girl, you're, you're 1,100 years old. <laughs> you're a vengeance demon. <laughs> what the fuck? As if your only skill is running the magic box since when? Oh, my God, okay. So good. I can't do this. I'm in retail. Stupid ancient Sumerian. Uh, Rack was uh, super creepy this time, uh, full of dark juice. Oh, yes. And you still taste like oh, strawberries, yes. but you're ripe. Again, nice callback. Way to go. Stupid show. Hate you very much. But uh, <laughs> awful. Awful. I mean, he was like, he was good. He's. I thought he was like, he's always been a fun character, but I'm not sad to see him go. I'll say that much. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. He needed to die. Yeah. But he, Okay, but he's one of the, like, honestly best, creepiest villains yeah. we oh, have yeah. in the show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think he could have been a good, he's like, great. big bad, like, a different character or something. But he's such a good actor. I wish he was, like, on the whole show as some, you know, mm. season arc bad guy that they could have I would have loved to see him as that. I mean, him and Amy even teaming up would have mm. been fucking been cool, excellent, yeah. man. Yeah. That would have been good. They could easily have been the bad guys. I know why, I know why they did what they did. It is undeniably interesting to make Willow bad. It just is. That's fun. Anytime we do that to a character, I mean, Joss Whedon, one of his favorite episodes is the pact just because they played with the idea of Xander being bad. Like, that is always fun. Doppelgangerland, The Wish. Like, we've done this before. It's always fun when we do it. I get it. It's less fun this time, but uh, still interesting. But I think the Rack and Amy would be super cool. I think we really didn't utilize Amy enough. Yeah. I mean, you could have done all three of them together. The oh, real trio. Yeah. And I mean, I think that goes back to like, you know, your alternate reality where Willow is with Amy and Rack and Tara has to fucking save her, but that would be a different show because the show is Buffy the Vampire Slayer, not Tara the Lesbian Witch. Um, did I, I already say something? I feel like I already said something. It's fine. Oh, I need you to put in a clip of <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> Leonard's uh, <laughs> snack review. You can either do Cugino's oh, three cheese or four cheese pizza yeah, if you want, sure. um, or, or the other one. Who's Leonard? <laughs> From Community. Yeah. Oh. Because that's immediately what I thought of when Clem was doing his oh, taste test. I was yes. just like, this is Kajino's <laughs> for three ninety nine from Kroger. It's good. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> get yeah, your ass yeah, shot. Because yeah. uh, I'm high <laughs> as hell and you got to get shot. It's so good. Excellent stuff. Excellent stuff. Well, this is November 29th and I'm Leonard. And today I'm reviewing Eugenio's Four Cheese Frozen Pizza. That's $5.99 at Kroger's. Uh, I've tried it before, and we'll see. Mmm. Mmm. Cheese is good. Smart is good, too. It's definitely a buy. Eugenio's 4G's Frozen Pizza. A buy. Uh, the only other thing that I wrote that hasn't been mentioned is when uh, Xander calls Jonathan Dabble Boy. <laughs> that one's pretty good too. You've dabbled with magics? Okay, Dabble Boy. <laughs> I don't know. I guess I was into the insults Yeah. this I mean, time around. You got to find the funny somewhere. Jeez. Yeah. This was a good uh, quip one hard to like mm-hmm. watch this episode fast because you're like oh don't want to miss that don't want to miss that don't want to miss that I have to take them all take them all 
Uh, Dawn <laughs> says, you're back on the magics. And Willow says, honey, I am the magics. Very Walter White, Breaking Bad. I am the danger. Very, very nice. You're back on the magics. No, honey. I am the magics. I am not in danger, Skylar. I am the danger. A guy opens his door and gets shot, and you think that of me? No. I am the one who knocks. Two dunks on Xander real quick. Buffy says, or he's like, what do you want me to do? Buffy says, drive faster. And he does. Thank God she said that. Otherwise, what situation would we be in? And then Xander forgot what the word draining means. Because Jonathan says, she's draining. And he says, what? What does that mean? I'm like, okay, I get that you... We're supposed to pretend that he doesn't understand that she's magically draining, but, like, you know literally the word draining in English. You know what that means, and you could assume from context that she's draining of power. Also, you're in the magic game, fucker. Stop pretending you're not a Scooby. Anyway, Daniel? Tough stuff. Um, Anya, in the scene, we've we've, um, praised the scene a lot. I thought there was two great lines. One of them was funny when um, she's like, what what are you going to do when you find her, propose to her? I thought that was a good, yeah. good dig. <laughs> and then at the end, it was a really sweet one. And I think, like, it's hard to, like, get these two into a room to, like, talk about, you know, past episodes. But, you know, it, was, it wasn't it was vengeance. It was solace or whatever. That line mm-hmm. was really good. Mm-hmm. Really solid stuff. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't know. I hope I hope that they can come to some kind of understanding. There's only a short amount of time left, really. But I wonder if that's kind of the last word on the whole thing. Um, because I, I think that they kind of said everything I wish that, that they said. In Hell's Bells, yeah. but uh, I thought that was really good. And we're already to the rehashing point, right? Because we've already had these conversations. Like, totally. Xander's again slinging the, well, you fucked Spike, okay? I know. So, like, my feelings are hurt. Also, he brought up, like, three separate times in this scene. I don't know why, if he thought it was supposed to be cutesy or funny or whatever, but it was so annoying where he's like, again, with the comfort. You're supposed to be comforting me. This isn't comforting. Like, shut up, motherfucker. No one's trying to comfort you, okay? Go deal with your own business. Ugh. God, Xander. Sometimes, I swear. Tough. Uh... I don't know if we got to the point of this. We we talked about it earlier. What was Dawn's plan? Just to try to talk Willow down? Yeah. To com- be a complete liability. Complete <laughs> <laughs> liability to talk to her. I think every one of our characters has had an attempt to talk to her. Now that we've talked about That's, it, I yeah. think that like that is clearly what's happening. Anya trying to talk her down. Dawn, talk her down. And Xander is going to talk her down. Like That will be the thing that saves them. Yeah. Saves her. And I guess until you see Willow all in her glory, which, by the way, do you like her better with the more veins and the perma-black eyes, or do you like her before she has all the veins? The, I like her with the veins. Veins. One vote for veins. Yeah, veins, for sure. Or cool. Veins, for sure. Agreed. Where, and the black eyes, for veins. sure. Yeah. That's how you yeah. know she's really, evil. Like, I know. Exactly. <laughs> You'll never see her green eyes again. She's gone forever. But, yeah, I think that the... It helps to take her a little more seriously yeah. as the villain. I know it's silly because it makes her way more cartoony, but I don't know. It's effective. Anyway, I interrupted myself trying to say something else, and I don't remember what it was, so let's just move on. Daniel? Uh, I, Willow just saying every square inch of your ass needs to be kicked or whatever. It's <laughs> it really, really good. Just great line. It, she's not wrong, just, honestly. Buffy could probably do years, a good ass kicking. Six years of pent-up frustration. I'm sure that's all come into play. Yeah. Pretty great. Are we really going to do this? Come on, this is a huge deal for me. Six years as a sideman, now I get to be the slayer. A killer isn't a slayer. Being the slayer means something you can't conceive of. Oh, Buffy, you really need to have every square inch of your ass kicked. Well, that's why this is going to be really awkward uh, when they stay friends. 
because I don't... of this was real. This is like having a deep, drunk conversation with your friend where you're like, whoops, I was a little too honest there, and I don't know how we're going to come back from this because I think everything she said was true with within reason. Yeah, she's tired. Of, she's been a side man for six years. Yeah. My time to fucking shine. And Buffy, you've been miserable. Stop pretending like you haven't been. And like, But they spoke I truth. I don't true. think that makes you not friends. I mean, it's probably going to make yeah. them better friends, you know? I mean, at least now you're honest. At least you're talking. I mean, how many times have we talked in this season that they don't talk anymore? How many times have they sat on a bed and just stared off when they should be having conversations? Like, at least I hope in the future they're actually going to, like, be friends and talk. As long as we can get over the murder part. Well, I, the Warrens thing is over. The death of the universe thing, whatever she's trying to do, yeah, that we'll need to get over that. But that's why she goes to England, where everybody goes, to wind down, you know? <laughs> to relax. Take to, it easy. Yeah. Um, to, England's to not real. What's that? <laughs> she said England's not real. Oh. Now that's a conspiracy theory. Uh, they don't have phones, though, which is nice for her. Um, I don't, is it my turn still, or did I just say yes, that? Yes. Um, just to go back to that, too, I thought of when she said, being a slayer is something you can't conceive of. That's what Buffy says to Willow. And I'm like, isn't that also – I would. that's where I would flip out because I would be like, this has been a six-year project for you to figure out what it is to be the slayer, and I've been your best friend the whole time. It is inconceivable that you think it's inconceivable that I can't conceive <laughs> of what it is to be the slayer. <laughs> You know what There's I'm so saying? Much like, going on. well, I just think that's <laughs> really. I think Buffy is like just kind of super out of her depth for the first time. It was really fun to see her just have nothing of value to say, and I think that line was complete bullshit. I think she knows mm. she knows what it is to be the Slayer, but I think she's on a fucking war path here. She's somewhere else, as we kind of talked about yeah. last time. You know, she's not. It is a good line, but I think it. you're. You're right. Contextually, it makes no fucking sense. Yeah. Like, yes, she does. She's been here every step of the goddamn way. everything. I think it makes sense. Oh. I think you're not going to get it intrinsically, <laughs> deep down, you know, because right, like, you're not actually a, a sacred, correct, uh, correct know, fighter from thousands of years ago that's been sworn to protect correct. the whole planet. Yes, fair enough. You have not felt the weight of the world, as one episode might say. Ugh, awful episode might say. But I, I am your best friend, asshole. I do know a little bit. I know. Yeah, but still not what it's like to be the Slayer. Yes, <laughs> not. Um. One last little question type of thing. Why wouldn't you let Jonathan help? The Why dude... would you trust him? Because it's Jonathan, man. He's been your bad guy all year. Has he? I mean, yeah, as far <laughs> as you know. <laughs> That's true. That's true. But he's just Jonathan. Come on. He was still just Jonathan when he was mad that he didn't have a jetpack. It's true. Yeah, okay. All right, whatever. Daniel, do you have anything else? Uh, the last one is the very opening intro. I kind of forget that it's a two-parter. So this is what happened this year or whatever from Xander. This is what happened this year. It was very weird and jarring. And Hated I'll, it. I'll let that one slide. But like Dawn stealing was in the montage. And I just laughed because I'm like, that's why. not going to pay off. We're not nope. going to talk <laughs> about that again. No. Nope. And it was like at the end, it was a two, it was like a two and a half minute montage. And they, they just slotted her in at the very ass end of, of that storyline like somewhere right before it like heats up and they just like throw away remember don she's here sort of <laughs> i feel bad for don she has really nothing to do this year and the ceiling thing was just okay. what a dumb or thing. ever because she's useless harsh harsh um, so <laughs> this was aired Accurate. with grave so i think that uh, it, it is going to pay off uh, okay all right all right so yeah so that you that's what so? happened or... this year th- no 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 Spoiler it does alert. uh yeah, 
I mean, p- pay off is a strong phrase, but it, it's it she does gonna combo, pickpocket Dark Willow. No, be- no, we just have a conversation <laughs> don't say it, don't about say fighting it, zombies don't. in a pit. L- listen, listen, listen. Uh, yeah, that's why. That's why we had okay, that right. weird, like, jarring thing from Xander and not from Giles for the voiceover. That's what happened this year is because it was a longer thing, so we wanted to do a longer dealio. But yeah, jarring and I hate it. And uh, it deserves to be dunked on because that is for Giles to say. He, it is for Giles to say previously on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It is not for Xander to say. Is that his KO for this episode? <laughs> it should be. Nah, and it's you better be put it on there. Part of all of them, yeah. I mean, that is one Good. of them for sure. Well, why don't you just tell us now? Oh, please update us okay, on the watches. Okay, we could do that. Yeah, uh, watches. Uh, Xander construction outfit watch. No, nope. never gonna see it again. Just... Maroon jacket watch. Anya belt alert. Um, I don't think Anya's wearing a belt. We're wearing the same clothes as before. Um, and but also, Buffy has big belt. Buffy still has Again, yes, no Buffy belt alert. Doesn't count, I know. That's a take it up with the bosses. We can slot it in there (laughs) later. Um, Maroon jacket I don't care about, so I just don't care. Uh, Dawn's piercing screams, yes. Uh, Rack is dead. Willow is a nightmare. Again, I got viscerally angry when she was talking about Dawn being a key. Uh, I hated that because only Buffy gets to rib her about that, in my opinion. Um, Not Willow. (laughs) I don't think you're allowed to do that. I think you guys have repressed this idea of her. We've just seen uh, Buffy letting some of that steam off, and I appreciate that. Don't call Willow, or don't call Don one and a half. You don't get to do that, Willow. No, no, no. Yeah, you're not her un- fake sister. I'm her fake sister. Amen. Amen. So I was actually really pissed when she started going after my girl. Uh, <laughs> Chips Ahoy, yeah, Spike is trying to... Remember Spike? He's in this episode. Trying to get the chip removed, we assume. I don't remember how it goes. Don't tell me. Please. <laughs> I'm sure it's riveting. Uh, Willow is becoming too powerful, eh? Yeah, kind of the point. I said, Darth Rosenberg, let's go. Uh, Buffy has a personality. I said, no, but they do reference uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Do we think that um, she's ever seen the show? I got to think. She's a Melissa Joan Hart fan. Yeah. It is fun to think of her watching like Clarissa and stuff. Like Nick. Did she watch Nickelodeon? So many questions. Da Hoffman watch. No, not at all. Taryn Willow on the pot again. Redacted. Except again for the addictive personality thing. Like... Yeah. We already talked about that, thank God, because that was ridiculous. Michael Wiki, Amy Gothwatch, absolutely. Andrew and Jonathan consistently mention mention their desire to send to use magic, you know, to mm-hmm. send magic Willow's way, um, reminding us of all the overpowered bullshit. Uh, sense Willow's draining power. Andrew calls Willow a Wicca bitch, which I thought was amazing. <laughs> they said abracadabra, which made me think of our D and D game, so I didn't like that. But you know. <laughs> It's not about that. The watches are the watches, not my feelings about them. Um, correct me here on this one. Buffy charging $1 for everyone if she's okay. Did anybody ask her if she's okay? I said no. I don't think so. I think she was asking people if they were okay. That's what I mean. I We're all asking Willow if she's okay. Her. Did so. she have to give out her dollars for asking other people? No. <laughs> she to give money away. Oh, no. <laughs> it's the tax. Dollars. Are you no. okay? She's got 11. <laughs> she can only have 12. So we'll see if she does it next time. Uh, books a million. Yeah. Sumerian, Babylonian, and a bunch of empty <laughs> books that Willow drained last time. See what you get for taking French instead of Sumerian? Uh, draining? What's that? Uh, streets ahead. Yeah, unfortunately, we didn't talk about this, but the fucking uh, residential street that turns in for big truck into a fucking six lane highway. Yeah, you better believe we're seeing some crazy, unfortunate street angles that this show (laughs) should not be showing us. And when the when the car when the cop car drives off, great stuff at the bumper. I liked it all. The sparks that was great stuff. Empty, empty road. Where is this truck going? Who lives here? Where is this? Where did it come from? Where is this thing? Just unbelievable. Take a side street. Yeah, the, the the truck will stop following you if you just take a side street. Just get off the right, right. 
it can't it's turn bonkers. that that sveltly. Like, what are we doing? I also love the bumper, but yeah, I was totally confused because we're led to believe just the way that they're acting and reacting to like, is Willow behind us? As if they just got away. They turned from Maple Court onto a fucking state highway immediately. Yeah. Like, and I get that sometimes state highways turn into the main street of a town, but no, no, no. We went from the downtown <laughs> to empty fucking state highway. Yep. I just, okay. Yeah. All right. Can in a cop car, in a stolen cop car that no one in a stolen about. cop car, <laughs> just, it's, that no one followed we up on. Can't, oh, God, okay. We can't. We and where it's did they store magic, it? Because magic did is they, real. Magic is real. Did it's they fine. burn it's all magic. the it's cop magic. car? What did they do? Uh, Giles' biggest KO. Of course, we talked about not being in the fucking <laughs> credits. And I just said, you know, you could have helped a long time ago. And again, I don't know how he he's here. I don't know why. So please don't spoil it for me. But I'm sure that's going to be a KO in the making as to why you didn't come <laughs> sooner. And I swear to God, if it's just telephones, that no exist phones in England. I know, and that's a KO enough. So there are your watches. <laughs> Thank you very Thank much. You. I feel updated, and I feel ready to rank this sucker. Yes. Okay, so Willow Hacks, we talk about the night, slash something that, whoop, dip, yep, man. I'm ready to be done. Hmm. Willow hack slash we talk about the net slash something Wicca this way comes now. My immediate reaction was to put 10, but never forget, dear listener, that this category can also be a negative. Magic, sometimes bad. Malcolm, in the internet. We use the internet and it's bad sometimes. I almost gave it a solid 10 just because of all the power, but you know what? Fuck that. Because truck, yeah, not for me. All the plot demand spells, the wishy-washy protection spell, binding spell drives me absolutely bonkers because it is a spell that protects Warren and, or Andrew and Jonathan unless it's a spell that makes it so that Willow can't do magic except for Willow clearly can still do magic. So what exactly is this spell fucking doing and who is it protecting and what are the rules of it? It's the most MacGuffin-y spell of all time. Hate it. Uh, you know, the fact that she does Buffy strength to begin with I also don't like because I feel like it's another plot demand because we need to fight Buffy and Buffy is super strong therefore Willow must be super strong and the inconsistent teleporting thing. She can, she can't, she flies, she doesn't. I don't fucking know. I hate it. Six mm. for magic. Hello. Dawn needs an adult. Also a six. Brave for sure. And I'm not going to take away <laughs> points from her from trying to do the right thing. Like Stacia is saying, she's just a liability. She did not have a plan, and that's not great. But she did have a chaperone the whole time. So better than some. Until the very end, six. Clem should have been. Until in she went room. into Rock's office. I know. Oh, yeah, Clem did leave. Clem, Stay in the lobby. Clem's got a lot to answer for at the end of this one. What so. do you think Clem says when Willow or when Buffy Buffy's bursts like walking in and through. is like, oh. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Buffy would have walked through. She's in there. She's like, oh. <laughs> Just puts his hat on. <laughs> I'm not here. Monster of the week. Fuck it. I'm giving it to Rack because, as we mentioned, Rack is a pretty goddamn creepy guy, and it's the last time we're going to see him. Way more rapey in this episode than the last ones, but he's still a super flavorful bad guy, and he's the whole reason that Willow becomes uber unstoppable, you know? So, like, I think that he definitely can serve as a monster of the week for the sake of this episode, which is tough to do because we're ramping up towards the finale. He gets a six. Life is the big bad. I mean, I can't not give it a ten because that face when your friend, who is a murderer, is trying to murder you. Hashtag relatable. Uh, <laughs> relationship, goodness or badness. It's going to be hard to come back from this one, guys. Two for that. Episode specific. And you can just lay the quote over here. You're trying to sell me on the world? The one where you lie to your friends when you're not trying to kill them? And you screw a vampire just to feel? And insane asylums are the comfy alternative? This world? Buffy, it's me. I know you were happier in the ground. The only time you ever were ever at peace in your whole life was when you were dead. Until Willow brought you back. You know, with magic. Eight out of ten. 
38 for this episode, which still ends up feeling high. 13 of 21 for this season, right above Erect, which feels appropriate, and right below Villains from last week. And I would not have predicted that because I did not love Villains, as you'll remember if you play back the tape. Stacia, your turn. Uh, I'm really surprised you ranked it so high after how much shit you threw. It seems like this is your least favorite episode of all time. <laughs> oh, I felt like villains. You were so much more angry. Angry. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Angry. But I've never seen her so annoyed and just like nitpicky about an episode <laughs> before. It's one thing to have feelings like, OK, you're angry about, you know, what's happening or the choices they made. That's different than just being like over the whole episode. <laughs> This was like truly like, you know, feeling like we're back in the early season. I tried. With your level of frustration with the show. I tried. I'm frustrated. This could have been so cool. Oh. We've come up with so many different ways of storyline and all just everything could have been so cool that I'm just like mad at the show for, <laughs> for not being better. And it's not fair, I know. But anyway, where did you rank this episode? Uh, you know, I'm, I feel like my rankings are really just falling the fuck apart. I, I don't know. I mean, as we get closer to the end. It's, it's getting for hard. It uh, so I, I put this at 87 out of 121. Uh, so it's below Smashed and Revelations, and it's above Choices and Wrecked. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah wrecked. I wrecked mean, that's, Sounds that's right. about right. Okay, so where's the, uh, what's the synopsis? Yeah. Uh, Willow rips apart police station. Truck, yeah. Willow kills Rack. <laughs> Willow and Buffy fight. Giles is home. Giles is Giles home. Is home. <laughs> That's adorable. Mm. So this is like 40 below Dark Age, right? Mm. Yeah. Well, 50s, right? I should color Dark Age a different color. <laughs> you yes, should. you should. Dark Age is 54. Yeah. So, so 33. Okay, gotcha. Thank you. Daniel? That's accurate, honestly. Yeah, as we talked, I dropped this 25 points. Um, so I just needed to know. Unfortunately, I watched this right before we did this because I think I'm with you, Kelly. If I had to watch this slower, I would have just – I would have created essays about how – and I would have, like, really gone into all of the mistakes, all of the bullshit. I would have clarified, gone back, listened to the tape, and done the same thing that was bothering you because you watch it multiple times. And I think that's for you picking it up over and over. There was so much of that that took me out this week as well. Um, but otherwise, yeah, I mean, this episode was whatever. I mean, I think you have to give it up to the show for Willow versus Buffy. There's a lot of reasons for it to be good. I was going to put it in the 40s. I dropped it down to the 60s. Unfortunately, nothing is there until the 90s. And I'm like, well, this is not a 90s oh, um, number. So this is going to be 68 overall out of 137. What I can, mean, what can you okay. Do? I mean, I remember Question. last week, 14 for villains. So, I mean, a huge drop-off in terms That's of quality. That's a big deficit. What is it? Is it spiral, then weight of the world, then the gift? Or is it the weight of the world, spiral, then the gift? It's spiral, weight of the world, and then the gift. So where's weight of the world? Weight of the world? I'd have to pull it up really quick. Weight of the world is near the bottom. Okay. Almost completely at the I'm bottom, if I'm, not, if I'm not incorrect here. Uh, my bottom... Yeah, bottom, killed by death, wrecked. Wrecked is 136. Bad eggs, 135. <laughs> I regret it. Um, gone, though, is 133. So that's way down there. Uh, Semi Assembly Required, 132. Reptile Boy, Puppet Show, Ted, Choices Smashed. Bad. Double Meat Palace, bad. 126. Um, weight of the World is 120. Okay. And uh, it's above Out of My Mind with Cleta Vall. Oh, no, Out of My Mind. No, that's the Out of Sight, Out, out of, of Mind. mind I don't even know what Out of My Mind is. That's Harmony. I only know it because of the image of her smoking. Right. There you go. Season five, episode four, four or five. God, and actually, all the way is one eighteen. God damn, a lot of season six is 
all the way at the bottom. And you know what? I have fond feelings about the season. Is it just Isn't Once More with Feeling? Is Isn't it just Tabula Raza? And now villains yeah. out of nowhere? What's going on? No. And also uh, Dead Things Guys. or whatever. Excellent Dead, dead Things. Dead Things was so good, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. There was multiple times this season where I was like, oh, what if season six is good? And then I just like f- felt, you know, a little validated. I definitely feel much more warmly towards this season than I did in the past. I am also curious. I think that I might try before we do the next episode, just Inside Baseball for Everyone. I'm going to try my best to watch all three of these together mm. because they are supposed to be within the same 24 hours. I wonder if it reads a little bit better or reads differently when you take it as one like movie as opposed to um, yeah. to three individual episodes. I mean, obviously, the, the last two episodes were supposed to be viewed as one unit for lack of a better term, but yeah. uh, I, I think that's something we would do on TV now. We constantly do stuff where we're like, oh. let's make it an hour and a half fucking finale or, or two hour finale. Who cares? Let's just do it. Let's make a movie, whatever, whatever. So maybe it benefits. I don't know. Maybe we'll feel differently. Yeah. Anyway, that's for next time. First, I need to ask you if you have anything else to say about this episode of Television Stasia. Truck, yeah. Mm. Truck, mm. yeah. Mm. Daniel, do you second truck, yeah? Seconded. Passed. Motion passes. <laughs> <laughs> I third truck yeah obviously. No, you, uh, don't. you hate truck yeah. I, but I love saying truck yeah because who doesn't? This is goddamn America, isn't it? Truck yeah. Uh, thank you so much for listening to this episode, and I sincerely hope you join us for the season six finale, where maybe we can get to the bottom of the eternal question: Is season six any good? Incredible. <laughs> Stacia is a guest. <laughs> but until then, Stacia, please say goodbye. Goodbye. Daniel, please say goodbye. Podcasting that hot for that long. It's just a matter of time before you got to recharge, no matter how juiced up you are. Wow. That feels very personal. Heavy, vi- heavy, um, what is that? Um, Jack, jacked in, you know, the internet is. In. Oh, oh yeah. Jacked in. What, what is the quote in. though? What does he say? If you're not jacked in, you're not alive. If you're not jacked in. <laughs> the printed page alive. is obsolete. Yes. Information isn't bound up anymore. It's an entity. The only reality is virtual. <laughs> if you're not jacked in, you're not alive. That's it. <laughs> That's it. That will be at the end. I will put that quote at the end of the episode. Fantastic. Love it. Well, again, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time for Grave. Goodbye. Bye. The Annoying Virgin has a point. Guess the rehab didn't take, huh? Get lost, super bitch. Let me tell you something about Willow. She's a loser. But she always has been. Picked on Willow in junior high school, high school, up until college. With her stupid, mousy ways. And now, Willow's a junkie. I can help. The only thing Willow was ever good for, the only thing I had going for me, The moment, just moments, Tara would look at her. I was wondering. Did you kill that guy? It's an improvement, believe me. I have to go.